Hey, Kristen. Hey, Brandy. How's it going? Man, this is this is kind of I've got some fun, weird electric juju in the air today. Oh yeah, is it because it's Super Tuesday? Yeah, it's a Super Super Tuesday. It is a Super Super Tuesday, and guess what? We're not doing a theme episode, which is also has like we've been doing so many theme episodes. I think we had like three in a row. Yeah, oh, we had a good run there. But you know, going back to normal, there's so much stuff that I've wanted to talk about, and then so this episode I was really torn. Do I go into the catalog of like the last two months of things, or do I just like? start fresh with this week. I had the exact same problem. I basically have a vault now of like right. January and February that we didn't get to. That well, I mean, we got to them in our private text messages. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had the same problem. I was like, ooh, I feel like I gotta be I gotta be I gotta be now. So Oh good. I did too. Okay. I just felt like it was disingenuous to not do right this second. It yeah. felt weird to talk about shit that happened yeah, six weeks ago. We are power bitches of the here and now, so <laughs> that's what we're going to do today. Then we're going to get our matching tattoos. That's right. P-B-H-A-N. Power bitches here and now. It gets real dicey when we start to do <laughs> anagrams, but yeah, let's go for it. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture Fuck Mary Kill. Every episode, we'll be breaking down the good, the best, and the absolute trash in pop culture and decide whether we want to fuck, marry, or kill them. We won't ever be fuck, marry, or killing any people because we're classy bitches, but all the stuff we're consuming way too much of in the pop culture stratosphere. It's the classic game you know and love, but this time it's got a spicy pop culture twist. We're your hosts. I'm Kristen Gunn. And I'm Brainy Johnson. And this is Pop Culture Fuck, Mary Kill. This episode of Pop Culture Fuck, Mary Kill is brought to you by My Grandma Nana's IRA. Thanks, Nana, for saving your post-depression pennies and leaving me with enough money to get a liberal arts degree from a private college, then half-heartedly follow my dreams of becoming a filmmaker, not succeed, and start a podcast. Because Grandma Nana's IRA money won't last forever, if you'd like to sponsor Pop Culture Fuck, Mary Kill, reach out to us at 805-628-BOOP, B-O-O-P. That's 805-628-2667. Okay, Kristen. So for this week, you're going to kick us off. What is your fuck of the week? Okay. So we did mention it is Super Tuesday. Yep. We are in Texas, which has been surprisingly frothy with Super Tuesday shenanigans mm -hmm. compared to a normal year. And um, so I really thought it'd be fitting uh, to play this clip. Yes, Mike Bloomberg. Bloomberg News, uh, I have a question. What are you doing here? How'd you get past security? Well, I just walked in coughing and everybody got out of my way. <laughs> my question is, doesn't it seem like a good time to have a president who's competent and capable, <laughs> even if that candidate lacks charisma or ability to connect with human beings? Mr. Bloomberg, with all due respect, I'm not sure that I understand your question. Okay, let me say it for you in Spanish. 
Okay, so we'll stop it there. Um, so the thing that gets me through these tense, dark, emotional times are all of the SNL cold opens that are the political commentary of what's going on right now. I mean, it really started years and years ago with the whole Tina Fey, Sarah Palin stuff. And they really hit their stride in basically taking what was happening in real life and changing it like 10%. Yep. Right? And it they, they bring me so much joy. And they, they're just my lifeblood. And the thing when I was watching this particular one the, uh, the other night, so uh, Fred Armisen is playing uh, Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I found the most funny about the entire sketch, which is it's, you know, peak amazing is you know so fred armisen knows spanish very well right and he's playing michael bloomberg a new york jew who who knows like american Sp spanglish spanish, spanish. yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so i just thought it was so funny to hear him do michael bloomberg speaking spanish and i actually spit out my water on my computer in bed when i watched this so peak peak SNL, peak moment in their political commentary. That's a very good one. I, out of all of the things that they have been doing this sort of political season, um, like the way that they've treated, like, first of all, uh, Larry David is basically never busy on a Saturday, which is amazing. <laughs> He's just like, I, I'm, I've kept it open on my calendar. Whatever you need me for, I am down to do Bernie, which is great. And he has to fly from L.A. to New York. Right. So, like, I mean, that's what I mean. He is, like, down to do Bernie, which is amazing. Um, she's always been good at Elizabeth, but, like, Kate McKinnon's Elizabeth Warren this season is, like, on a different level yeah. every time she starts one and she's like look look i i like get tears in my eyes because <laughs> it just like makes me so happy like very very good pick and if you haven't watched that's from this past weekend right yep. with mulaney yep. mm -hmm. the john mulaney episode is also when so this is kind of a spoiler spoiler for this clip if you haven't seen it when pause when John Mulaney comes out as Joe Biden in the South Carolina Miss America sash, yep. I also died laughing. It was so good. So, so good. Oh, and they, yeah, they make a joke about, like, you look a little different because he, he's yeah, been played, played by, by Woody Harrelson. And then sometimes Jason Sudeikis, yeah. who both yeah. are really good, creepy right. Uncle Joe's. Right, right. But and John Mulaney did something <laughs> even different, more different, and it's, it's spectacular. Well, I just, if John Mulaney could just, like, always host SNL, yeah. I his really his permanent place should be as host. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. He's remarkable. Yeah. Really good pick. All yeah. right. So Brandy, okay. What is your pick for the fuck of the week? Okay. You'd have to be crazy <laughs> to think that I wouldn't pick Netflix's Golden Child. Love is blind, baby. Um, let me just play the trailer for you in case you're not familiar. I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Okay. Can't say see ya. Without ever seeing her. If you're ready to find the love of your life. Game time. The pods are now open. What kind of 
kind of work do you do? So what are some of your biggest turnoffs? So what are you looking for in a woman? Ethnicity, race, physical appearance. None of that matters. I'm really starting to emotionally connect with you. This could be a remarkable love story. You're a beautiful person. I don't have to see you to say that. 20 I'm mentally unbalanced people. <laughs> Can't see my life without be nice. I am engaged to somebody I've never seen before. I hope he's just find me very attractive. So it goes on for probably another 40 seconds, but you get the gist. That's the trailer. I tried to find a clip mm-hmm. that I thought, it's only 10 episodes, mm-hmm. that I thought really captured the what is it, the joie de vivre or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. however you say it, the, the, the true magic of Love is Blind, which is to say the sheer cringe-inducing, sad but amazing idiocy that is this show. And I, I just couldn't find one, so I, that's, that's the best clip that I could find. But basically, if you are unfamiliar, Love is Blind is Netflix's latest reality show in which um, they have a group of women and a group of men who go into these little, they call them pods, but they're basically little, like, solitary confinement prison cells, except that they are, like, curated by West Elm. And they have good lighting. And they have good lighting. Um, And they speed date, basically, in these pods, talking to people, trying to find connections, in the hopes that they will fall in love and get engaged and then get married and the falling in love and getting engaged part happens having never met them or seen them in person. Okay. It is like if you think Bachelor is crazy, dramatic, if you love that cringe <laughs> level, if you think Bachelor in Paradise, if you think uh, Love Island, like if you think that stuff is like OG reality, you are out of your goddamn mind. You have not seen anything. Until you watch Love is Blind. So how long... I haven't watched it. Um, I'll just I think say it that. would make you sad. Uh, I, well, it, it keeps on... Netflix keeps on serving it up to me. And I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Uh, it's like the way you've done with Grace and Fank- Frankie for the last six years. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to do it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see on that one. But uh, I, I, how long... Like, so it's 10 episodes, but, like, in real time, how long did this take for people to actually start proposing to other people that they were in pods next to? It's a great question, Kristen. I'm glad you asked. So, basically, the whole thing takes place over about four weeks. Mm -hmm. So, within two days, we get our first I love you, I love you too of a couple. Within five days, I think there's two couples that are engaged. And within the first week, they're all engaged, the ones that we will end up following. Mm. Not everybody on the show. Got it. But, like, I think it ends up being, like, eight couples. Out of out of ten couples? So 20, 20 people total. No, no, no. They probably had, like, 20 men and 20 women. Oh, got it. Okay. Right. Yep, yep, yep. And so they just say bye-bye to the rest. Yeah. The ones that got engaged, eventually, they then they meet. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe, like, a week has passed. Mm -hmm. Maybe 10 days, but I really don't think so. Then they are sent on a romantic vacation to Cancun where they take their relationship to the real world, okay? 
Then they're there for like a week. Then they go back to their real lives in Atlanta where they live together. They all they're all from Atlanta? Yes, which is a <laughs> which is a crucial detail that you don't find out until later because like they all have to move back together and then like live in an apartment with each other to see how they cohabitate. Then they live together in these like fake little apartments for like a week, week and a half, and then they get married. So the whole thing takes place over like four to five weeks. Got it. So only like the first couple of episodes are in the pods. Correct. Got I think it. it's like two. Got it. Yeah. And then it gets really juicy. So if you watch the first one and you're like, this is weird, like you have got to get to episode three because it is just amazing from there on out. So it goes from like Black Mirror to 90 Day Fiance. It does. That's actually a really great, like the pods feel super Black Mirror. And then it gets, it gets very kind of sad, a little exploitative. Like obviously these people are like lonely and deranged. <laughs> And they have titles that would make the titles for the Bachelor contestants, like, I mean, they have nothing on them. Like, I, like, I think one girl's is, like, uh, something creator or, like, it was, like, content creator, which is basically, like, she Instagrams things. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, it's really funny, too, because it's so cringe-inducing that, like, the best thing to do is just watch it and shit talk it like you would if you were watching The Bachelor or like you, Love Island. Question. Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor? I do not. Okay. I didn't think you did. No. But I have on occasion like at friends' houses caught like The Bachelor and yeah. watched it with them and like. It's really like nobody really watches The Bachelor because they love it. They watch it because they love the like, drama like, like and they love the shit talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really remarkable. And the funny thing about it is that like if anything, maybe don't even if you don't want to watch 10 episodes, fine. Just watch the finale to see what happens because you don't actually know what ends up happening if they go through with the marriage until the final episode because the they produced in such a way that they tell them make your decision at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy town but like I said little sad but I'm here for it um, and they're all gonna get Instagram influencing accounts out of it so you'll love to see it so love is blind it's a wild ride that's why it's my fuck <laughs> I okay okay Kristen, what are you marrying this fine week? All right. I am going to also play another clip for you. Let's hear it. This is a super cut, just so you know. Love it. Good morning, my rural chum. Dr. Robotnik. Five seconds. Wait, don't hurt him. Whatever this creature is. I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Yeah, hey. ah! I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them! Oh! <laughs> what is that? So uh, I wanted to do it like that, and Brandy couldn't see my screen, uh, mm -hmm. so she doesn't know what that is. That is Jim Carrey from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, oh, man. So I just watched Sonic the Hedgehog this last weekend with my kiddos. Sure. And it is 
really fucking legit. Really? It's really good. Like, I would go see it again on my own. And Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying that Sonic the Hedgehog is your Mary? No, well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a little more broad than just Sonic. Okay. There are Phew. several kids movies that have come out in the last, you know, little bit of time, the stone's throw of time, mm-hmm. that are really good. And it's easy to snark on them because they're stupid-ass kids movies, mm-hmm. but they're really fucking good, and I will stand those movies. Sonic the Hedgehog being one of them. Another one being Jumanji 2 or Jumanji 3, how you think about it. Oh, sure. I did not see Jumanji 2, but I thoroughly enjoyed Jumanji 1, and I am a hardcore OG Jumanji stan, so. I, you need to see it because... I can't say anything because I can't, but you need to see it. Cool. Because you you might crap your pants at the end. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> In like the best way. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, never have I ever wanted to crap my pants so bad. Um, but not to put too fine a point on it, um, James Marston is the main guy in uh, Sonic. He's like Sonic's buddy. Of course. And, such a Marston role. But but he does a really good job. Like, I want to marry him. He's so great. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Robotnik. And the thing that really, like, it's a good movie. It's well written. It has that, like, you know, there's, sometimes you watch a movie like Back to the Future or My Cousin Vinny, and the script is just tight. And there's there's not one piece of dialogue mm-hmm. that's that's wrong. And it's just, like, you know, the editing, everything about it just, like, fits like a fucking puzzle. Yeah. So this movie has that to it, right? It's all really well crafted in that way. And then the thing that kind of takes it over the top is Jim Carrey gives a performance, like, classic mask ace ventura those sorts of things like it is it made me it made my heart like swell i didn't even know i missed that jim carrey until i saw him again it's like eating little animal the animal crackers from the little box and you're like i didn't even remember how good these were but it's like childhood it's like ratatouille just exploded in my brain wow so uh it is all i will give all of the marys to the legit kids movies that are happening right now. I'm going to go ahead and say that based on everything I had seen surrounding Sonic, it looks like horseshit. <laughs> well, I think the reason why they went back and redid like the, car- the, the character is because they knew they had a good movie on their hands. And so it was worth going back and redoing Fixing the face it. to make him look less creepy. Man, yeah, that is quite a ringing endorsement. I would have never thought. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, so that is my Mary. Cool, good pick. Right on. All right, Brandy, what are you marrying this week? Okay, so this is sort of straddling the line between the here and now, and it came out at the end of January. But like, if you sort of watched it slowly, like I have, maybe you just finished. Mm But I want to marry season two of Hulu's Shrill. Oh, my gosh. See? See? I'm so glad. So glad you said this because I hadn't watched any of it. And then I binged all of it in the last, like, two weeks. And I was like, I did not know. I did not even know about this show. Mm -hmm. Do continue, Brandy. So I thought season one of Shrill that came out last year was great. It was a nice, tight, eight-episode little season. I think A.D. Bryant is doing something really fucking great with this little show. Season two came out on like January 24th. 
And I didn't get to it right away. It wasn't sort of like this urgent, critical thing. I had some other stuff that I wanted to watch. And then a few weeks ago, I just sort of like watched the first half. And then like last weekend, I watched the, the back half. Um, and this season is impeccable. It is so fucking tight. Like you were saying, it is just like absolutely spot on. Every episode is just such a perfect little story. Um, her performance, 80s performance, is just she has like multitudes that you just don't wouldn't have expected from her yeah. and i love it both her and will hater like have really been bringing it with nuanced comedic and dramatic roles bill hater what did i say will oh i meant bill hater <laughs> so same dip <laughs> whatever the, for, you mean will, like barry i meant like will smith and barry <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does a really good job yeah he's really killing it uh yeah yes. no no like it's it's always a treat when you know i love ad bryant on snl uh but she always kind of plays she always has this voice mm -hmm. and she's playing or she's like she's like the little annoying kid characters yes. or uh -huh. like the old marvin ma character yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so for her to play just like someone her age and such a well developed interesting character and like you know there's an episode i had an abortion eh, oh well you know yes. like i'm not not oh well but like i i'm happy i had an abortion it was the right choice for me yes right? exactly i'm glad you brought that up because that's the episode that just sort of like crystallized how perfect i thought this season was if it weren't for the final shot of the final episode in which there are fireworks framing her head and i just want to kiss the dp on the mouth who shot that like she does something that I think if you watch seasons one and season two, you hope that she does and she finally does it. And she just sort of like turns and says a thing and there's fireworks on either side of her. And it's just <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, but there's an episode in season two called Waham. And it is, what is what does Waham stand for? It stands for Women Are Having a Moment, which is a conference that AD goes to. That's like a cool lady doing business conference. And it's so clearly she's very excited to go. She's going to write a piece for her magazine about it. She's she's super pumped. She's always wanted to go. And it's very clearly a sort of um, ladies doing business and empowerment conference, but also is just sort of like corporatized yeah, feminist like $300 to get there and yes. it's very unattainable completely unattainable very white very expensive commoditized feminist in quotes conference yeah and so she starts sort of figuring this out while she's talking to people that like this is sort of a sham mm -hmm. um and one of my favorite things in the the perfectly cast um, Vanessa Bryant, who was also on SNL with AD, plays like the head of this person, uh, the head of this conference, who's just like. Isn't it Vanessa Bayer? Oh, it is Vanessa Bayer. Oh! Well, put one on the board for Kristen. <laughs> it is Vanessa Bayer. Yes. You're 5, correct. 5,000 for Brandy, <laughs> one for Kristen. <laughs> um, she plays like the Gwyneth Paltrow e lead of yeah. this Waham yeah. or whatever. And she's just like drips with like faux sincerity. Yeah. Um, but my favorite, favorite part is this exchange that she has um, as she's going through the booths um, of things that people are selling. They're they're entrepreneurs and they're they're business ladies and they're selling these products. And I'm just gonna play it here. <laughs> I already know I'm laughing already. Sorry, I'll be quiet. 
These conferences are almost exclusively how I connect with the clientele. It's helped us grow in an exponential way. And these women, they're so supportive. Wow, and so what exactly is your business? Oh, makeup for your legs. Oh, like to cover the gross skin on your legs. <laughs> and so is that a big problem for most women? Yeah, maybe the biggest. I mean, for years I was suffering from like disgusting leg skin. Yeah, and so then do people use this every day? Yeah, once it's part of your routine, it's totally easy. You just have to wait 30 minutes after application to put your pants on. <laughs> and, and so why would you put makeup on and then put pants on? Because no one will see it. But you'll have the confidence of a woman whose disgusting leg skin is covered up. Honestly, it's so much fun. I think you should try it. Oh, may I? Oh, wow, sure. <laughs> So she had just come from a woman who sold like marble ceramic dildos and then she, which are like crazy expensive. I think it was like 150, 170 dollars for a dildo which and is then like the joke on the jade vagina egg. Right. That exactly. Is a, that it, that was an actual goop product that they got sued for because they made false medical claims about right. it. Right. Yeah. And um, that woman was like white and blonde and perky. And then she goes to this booth, which is makeup for your disgusting legs. And this woman is white and blonde and perky. And if you pay attention to the surroundings, everybody at this conference is basically kind of the same white, blonde, perky, rich kind of thing, Um, which nothing against you know, if you're rich, white, or blonde, I love you. I love you, Kristen. Um, <laughs> I'm two of those things. <laughs> um, but this episode was just so perfectly layered and nuanced about, like, the sort of yeah. monetization and corporatization of feminism that, like, I want to marry it and I want to marry 80 and I just want three more seasons of Shrill if they can all be this perfect. So I highly recommend that you go out and watch Shrill. I love it, Brandy. Great pick. Okay, Kristen. We're to the end now. It's my favorite part of the show. What are you killing this week? Okay. This is going to be a slow burn. Okay. You're just going to have to wait a minute. But the payoff, a thousand percent is worth it. Okay. First, let's check in on a woman who's made some questionable decisions. Could you imagine accepting a proposal without ever seeing the guy and then getting married a month later? No? Okay, well then, you're not one of the ladies on Love is Blind, you boring person. <laughs> and who cares? They're happy. I mean, don't believe me. Take it away, Amber. I'm so excited. I'm about to get married. Oh my god. Oh my Like, put that. I'm marrying my best friend. It's huge. It's huge, and I'm so lucky and thankful. I'm also really drunk. <laughs> she said at the end, I'm also really drunk. So, um, I have been, uh, on a previous episode, I talked about how excited I was for the soup that it was coming back. Yeah. It used to have Joel McHale. So the new version of The Soup is hosted by Jade Catapretta. I think that's how you say her name. Um, She's amazing, funny, cute, all of the things. I've been watching it the last couple weeks on Hulu, and I'm actually going to have to stop because even though the show itself is lovely, 
I guess I just filter my TV shows really well. Like it, the 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 clips they pick like physically hurt me. Oh really? So, like it's like, wow. I've been keep on talking about like peak TV and like the golden age of TV, and it's like, oh no, there's like so much trash. And so, <laughs> your fuck brandy is my kill. Yes. <laughs> uh, we referenced that I've never watched Love Is Blind. The only the only clips I've watched are on the soup. And it's not just Love is Blind. It's, like, everything on the soup. Anything that's on the soup is, like, I hate it and I want it to die. And it's also funny and I also kind of can appreciate Hey watching it. But also, like, I'd rather just watch more seasons of Shrill. I hear you. And uh, let me just caveat this really quickly. I don't watch, like, hardly any reality TV and I do not watch trash TV just to hate watch it like that's not my jam like I'm much more of a let's watch the good stuff because like there's only so many hours in the day I just will also say that like it came at a perfect time in which we didn't have anything to watch. No, it's, we're in a real uh, food desert of TV shows right now. And it's like yeah. we were binging on the Caesar's Palace buffet of crab legs and filet mignon yeah. and like legit sushi for the last, I don't know, maybe year and a half. And yeah. so like I, I totally feel you. The last couple of weeks, I'm, it's been slum pickings. It's and... like, I guess we'll watch Lego Masters. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I will say, um, so you know this about me. I cast and pitch and develop reality shows um, and have for the last couple of years. And so whenever a show like this, like Love is Blind, comes up as like a real thing in the universe, I always think about like the pitch room, right? Where Mm -hmm. they got pitched and where that got bought and sold. Because like I've pitched some crazy ass shit. Yeah. And people are like, that's too crazy. Or I've picked some, pitched some like legit good shit, and people are like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, and and so when when genuine crazy shit gets made, I always think like, what machinations did that go through to actually make it to air? And I wish I could. I want to see the documentary of that. That's mm. that's a TV show I want to watch. Yeah. How did the shit get made? So anyway. Fair pick. <laughs> Fair pick. I do know that Love is Blind was made by the same people who make um, Married at First Sight. Oh, and, and probably Night and Day Fiance, too. Um, and, an, and another show that's not that show, but that is equal to that show in some other measure. So, like, you know. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. No. Uh, those yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good pick, though. All right, Brandy. What is your kill of the week? Okay, so I think this might be maybe a week old now, but I'm still mad about it, so <laughs> it's my kill this week, which is the quote-unquote <laughs> cue huge eye roll from me. Um, Friends reunion. Oh, yeah. On HBO Max. Is it? They just announced it, right? Yes. Okay. So they announced it last week. And all six of the stars, or all the stars that are on Instagram, there might be one of them that's not on Instagram, I'm not sure, um, like, went to their Instagram, posted a photo, and were like, it's happening. And, like, HBO Max posted about it also. And everyone lost their collective shit. Mm -hmm. And then you started to dig into it, and it's like, okay, well, first of all, it's on HBO Max which 
if you would like more on my TED Talk around <laughs> streaming services and the war within, please visit our first ever episode. Um, so HBO Max is HBO's new streaming service, which if you're unsure how it's different from Go and Now, um, it will be like if you have HBO cable, you get HBO Go. Cool. If you don't have cable but you want to watch HBO, you have HBO Now. Okay. It's like HBO without having a cable subscription. I love it. If you want to watch unique content that isn't on HBO slash HBO On Demand that you could watch with your cable subscription or HBO Now if you don't have the cable subscription, <laughs> you'll have to get HBO Max because they'll have unique content custom made for their streaming service. Oh, and also they're getting a bunch of shows that you love that got yanked from other streaming services, like all 10 seasons of Friends and I think another one that people love that now I can't remember but I didn't care enough about. They're they're getting all t 10 seasons of Friends and not Hulu? Because Hulu is owned by Universal. Correct. Which is, oh. Yeah. There was another one that was like that too that now – I uh, didn't care enough to pull the link up because, like I said, it's my kill. Mm -hmm. But there was another one that was very similar to that. So that's one reason why this is my kill because, like, I can't believe that this Max thing is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't believe that we're here. Yeah. Um, and also, the reunion is, like, people were going around saying, oh, I'm so excited for the Friends thing. It's going to be such it's special. It's going to be so great. Like, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And it's an unscripted Special. So it's just going to be them on a couch talking about, like, the legacy of Friends. Yeah. Like, it's they're like, not reprising like their roles or hosted anything. Hosted by Andy Cohen. Exactly. Real housewife style. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be playing the characters you love. It's not going to be new content. They're just going to finally all be in the same place talking about Friends and their experiences on it. And, like, that is so fucking boring to me. Yeah. That doesn't even seem – that doesn't even seem worth it. No, it doesn't. Like, you're going to go through all this hubbub and put it on an exclusive streaming platform. And it's not even going to be like a Thanksgiving special where they reprise their roles. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So that's why I'm mad about it. Um, because I think it's just such an absolute colossal waste of time and resources. And also, I'm really, really mad about this Max thing. Do we know how much they were paid? Was that like advertised? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Because like, surely yeah. that's not all. We all negotiated together and got a million dollars a piece. <laughs> like, you know, Aniston got way more than everybody else. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen anything about that. Okay, that, that's just the reason I ask is it's like, well, how much did the HBO parent company spend to get people to get an HBO Max subscription in hopes that they would keep it after watching them talk on a couch for two hours? Sure. A about like things that they would talk about at any press junket they ever do promoting anything else. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like an actual scam. Like I think that's why I'm so mad because I'm just like, oh, so you guys have never done this before for whatever reason. And now you guys are going to do it and like make people pay to get into a subscription to watch you guys do something you could have easily done and have also done separately over the years. Fuck off. You did blow off a hooker's ass. You killed a horse. 
you uh, defused a nuclear bomb and made it to the last room of Studio 54 only to find it to be a room that's empty with no one in it. I did not know where you were going with that, but wow. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So that's my kill. Wow. Very good kill, Brandy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. it's time for honorable mentions so sometimes there's some stuff that makes it to the last round of contention but doesn't get that final rose yeah (laughs) these are those things (laughs) they don't quite make it to the last room of studio 54 they weren't willing to kill that horse no they didn't make it out of the pods um so i actually because we we i am in a food desert of uh, Mm -hmm. media this week so i don't actually have any honorable mentions okay but i want to hear about yours and uh make commentary from the sidelines okay cool i have just a couple mm-hmm. um and you actually teed me up quite nicely for two of them mm. which is to say that the john mulaney snl yeah. was just ripe with gems and um i want to marry two things from it mm-hmm. the first thing that i want to marry is the airport sushi Broadway review uh, sketch. Testify. Yes. So if you're not familiar, which shame, shame, shame. <laughs> but the last two times that Mulaney has hosted, he has done some sort of musical medley number that is all levels of Cray and it's always around something totally like innocuous, like I always thought of it was like disgusting New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, but like dumb. So yeah. it's like like a bodega that's dirty, mm-hmm. or like a toilet that's got a rat in it, or whatever, right? <laughs> um, and then like they all people come out in these insane costumes <laughs> and they sing parodies of famous songs or Broadway show tunes, and they're always absolutely fucking spectacular like it's the highlight of the show and now it's become such a thing that like if Mulaney's hosting they have to do it they have to do it you know this is going to be a spinoff show this is going to be the carpool karaoke of like I don't know why he did John Mulaney and the sack lunch buns he should have just spun this off sure and they're clearly so good at doing these when he's there like it's just out of control so I just want to play I know it's an honorable mention but like it's so good that I just I'll wanna... make this mine too so we can great close, I just want to play like a little yeah. bit yeah. of it the fish inside of it crawled out home yet you're consuming it this great mistake you'd be so much better off eating a Wuhan snake. Is he supposed to be a pigeon? No, he's one of the geese that took down Sully's plane. <laughs> Miracle on the Hudson? More like massacre in the sky. <laughs> there's just a bird loose in the terminal? Of course there is. Haven't you been to LaGuardia before? <laughs> Like to wait at LaGuardia, lots of good lace at LaGuardia, too small for planes at LaGuardia. Watch the man die in LaGuardia. Baggage clank, carousel, slink, clank. Outlets are there for a cool prank. Uh-huh. Loose wires hang from the ceiling. 
So actually there were two numbers in this that were West Side Story that uh, were so good I was like crying laughing. <laughs> um, so if you're a lover of Broadway show tunes and John Mulaney and also making fun of um, LaGuardia Airport, then you should really look this up on YouTube. And it was so, 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 so good. And then there's a cameo by a very famous actor that was so incredibly random and he does his part to a wicked song and i was basically just like screaming so i (laughs) don't even know i don't know why this wasn't my actual mary but it trill just barely barely edged it out Uh, the the who's the actor that dressed up like the giant baby oh um, that's beck bennett Oh my God. When that happened, I, I literally texted a friend. I was like, you have to watch this right now. Like yeah. it's like the baby part for whatever reason. Because it's so funny. And that's one of the West Side Story ones because they're saying, be cool, baby, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. do it to that part. And it's just like, I can't. <laughs> so um, hard, hard Mary on that. My other Mary from the John Mulaney SNL um, was both of David Byrne's performances were like, I don't think that I've seen a performance on SNL. That's good. Well, no, I've seen good performances on SNL, but I haven't seen any performance on SNL that's been filled with that much joy and fun, like maybe ever. Like he came out with all of these kooky folks dressed just like him in gray suits and no shoes playing these crazy instruments um and both numbers were just like i mean it was infectious they were they were smiling and they were doing crazy dance movements and they were just like barefoot running around and and just doing these crazy things with their body and these crazy drums and cymbals and instruments i didn't even know what they were and like I just like I felt like a smile creeping across my face, even though like I, I just like couldn't help it. And I just I don't think I've seen a performance like that on SNL before. And it was just like joy filled. It was crazy. I just yeah, I didn't quite know how to react to it. Um, but it was really, really wonderful. So I highly recommend watching both of those also. I normally just like skip those. So so do I. And my husband is always like, no, we should watch them. Like, we should always watch them. Like, you never know. And so I was totally going to skip past these because I was like, oh, David Byrne, whatever. And we watched them. And afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, that was such a delight. And he was like, see, you would have skipped right over that. And I was like, you're right. And I would have been sad because this was a real delight. (laughs) I will say the last one of memory that I liked, this is going to age it. Uh, before Adele was Adele, I remember seeing her on SNL. Mm. And, I mean, she's like, you know, 12 or however old she is. And and, uh, she, uh, I was like, oh, shit, this chick is real good, Mm. real good. And then, like, a week later, she became Adele. Yeah, that was like Chasing Pavements time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so – they do get some some of those people, like, right before they become famous. Mm -hmm. Those Those are always goodies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you hi- highly recommend. Any other honorable mentions, good or bad or ugly? Um, no. Those were those were my two. two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Melanie really, really swept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. So, did we? Did we? Did we fuck up? Did we? Did we miss your favorite or least favorite thing this week? Please 
let us know. Uh, call in. We love to hear what you guys are picking for your FM or K every week. Um, give us a call at 805-628-BOOP. That's 805-628-2667. And we might just play it on the show. That's it for the show this week. Thanks for listening. If you don't already, please be sure to subscribe to Pop Culture FMK on Instagram, Twitter, and check us out at popculturefmk.com. And tell one friend about us this week. Don't boo vote. <laughs>